0: Relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Number one then. Yes. And
1: number one
0: now. You're, You're listening to Heffernan and Radio. half number one, one said, podcast by the World Podcasting Radio Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. Oh. It says it says right it here. here. <laughs> Lock it in <laughs> and rub it up. You're listening to Heffron and Reed, the show formerly known as Last Podcast. What is that? What are you doing? Guys didn't want their What are you doing? I didn't say launch those sequins. Stop that thing!
2: Seriously, this is now. How many shows in a row have we gone where you guys have just completely just misfired? You just you just pull out the gun and you start shooting. And Ari's uh, Ari Shaffir's uh, mic's here. People think, like, when I, when I complain that the uh, uh, it doesn't start the way that I want. Yeah. I, I get emails and tweets telling people to relax. Uh, people, I'm just kidding. It's not. I, I
3: don't really care. No, well, you, no, that, that, well, no. Well, no, no. Yeah. You care about everything, but you've become so, like, <laughs> distant to all those feelings that it's just, like, a natural thing. Like, <laughs> okay, next. Let's get some pizza. Okay, so, well, let's do this then. Let's do, let's, what, you got a whole setup here with your iPad?
2: Dude, you've never see See, I want to impress Ari. Here, here's how it's supposed to go, Ari. Listen. Listen. Fuck. Listen. To this. Okay. This plays this. Okay. And number
0: one now. Okay. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. is people are number one. By the World Podcasting number Federation one. and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here.
1: This, 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 is the epicenter of audio frequency entertainment. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Oh,
4: yeah. You guys are the best.
1: Heffron and Reap.
4: Ooh! I love you, love you, love you.
1: The Heffron
2: and Reap Show. That sounds like radio. Hey, everybody. This is John Heffron oh. with special guest. Ari Shafir in with us. Hi, y'all. Do I have to say y'all today? Uh, No, because um, guess what, I can hear you, man. Oh, fuck. There's
3: a guest on the phone. How did the redneck learn how to use the telephone?
2: Uh, He's in Detroit. John Reap is, uh, well, listen to this. Anytime we say Reap, listen. Reap is uh, in Detroit on his movie. So over to uh, the right as a guest, I have our really good friend Ari Shafir and then John Reap is on the phone with us well, from
3: Detroit. How's it going, Reaper?
5: It's going, buddy. Yeah, if you ever want to know what it's like inside of John his head, just listen to this podcast. That's exactly what it's like. There's all these bells and whistles. Everything is going off at once, and it's just chaos.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because we're, you know, sometimes light on content, but uh, big on fluff is kind of our uh, motto. You know what I mean? Like you are, your uh, podcast uh, is really interesting because you pick one topic Uh and you really dive into various topics. Yeah. Uh,
3: We don't. That's a fun, No. We no, do a we, lot of we, sound effects. We do a lot of sound effects. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, we
2: do a <laughs> lot of sound effects <laughs> and, and we kind of hardly get into anything of any type of depth. Um, yeah, and that's if we nice do, too. and if we do, uh, here's a little thing. Like sometimes, uh, and I, and I'm showing Ari a lot of this because he's our guest. Well, it, now it,
3: what would happen if I mention, if I mention, um, John Reap right now? Uh, I would sometimes go. <laughs> Oh, cool. <laughs>
2: but let's say we're talking about something, right, and we run its course, okay? So let's say we're just going, yeah, so then, so what else is going on? See, that's not a oh, good yeah. way to podcast, so here's what we do. Just um, just say the last thing of a, of a
3: sentence, like we just finished so a big that's conversation. that's what I told him, and there's nothing really else to say.
1: Heffron and Reap. <laughs> Subject change.
2: So a lot of other cool things going on in the news. So then that way uh we do that. So um Reap, what do you think of all this?
5: it's hilarious it's like, <laughs> I, I, honestly it's like i listen to a lot of uh radio up here in detroit and i see where he gets it there's yeah. a lot of radio stations like that that are still doing that shit man and it's hilarious every time i listen to it i start laughing like this what was that thing you had john the cruise for summers girls i don't know what it was you oh, said. Okay. You well, oh yeah
2: that? i'll do this ready okay uh what Summer song oh uh, this is the uh Reap hates this song but i'll do it right right <laughs> All right, everybody, don't forget, it's 717. We got our Cruise for Women only tickets. Make sure you hit our website, put your <laughs> name in. And uh, later on today, we'll be giving out $50 in <laughs> free gas cards right out here. 305. Here's World Collides on Hephren and Reap. <laughs> <laughs>
5: and that is exactly what every radio station
3: in That to- is what to- they do. <laughs> That's what so many radio stations too. <laughs> you do. You did that really well. You even banged your pencil.
2: We did the thing, yeah. And then, uh, and then that's usually when you would go pee or something. You usually have like two minutes or three minutes to a song. Those always guys always
3: know exactly the right
2: time to stop before the, before the lyrics start. It's really amazing. It's called like hitting the post is yeah. what it's called. And it's like, I'll do it. It's like a weird. Uh,
3: do they have a countdown or something that lets them know when the lyrics start on you, the song? You just know. You just have a feeling. Oh. Like, watch here, why you can't do it with the new song you wouldn't know. Watch I'm, I'm going I'm to show you
2: something right here. Why you uh, do that? I'm going to find uh, why you guys talk amongst yourselves.
3: Reap. how is the movie?
5: Oh, it's a lot of fun, man. I've been sitting up here doing Jack Shit for about two weeks. Um, really? It's a lot of like, yeah, it's weird. They got me up here all the way to like October, um, because they don't know exactly when they want to use me for and my, my little buddy that I'm shooting with it's um, October. Because of the weather, um, they, they, what, the sky has to be exactly right oh, uh, wow. for them to shoot our scenes, which are outdoors. Because we're always like trying to ch- uh, chase tornadoes and shit.
3: No wonder people would not shoot in Detroit ever. <laughs> <It> sounds <laughs> it sounds really. It's so
5: cheap. There's nothing here. I mean, everyone left. <laughs> oh yeah. I am actually where the uh, studio that I'm uh, working with, New Line Cinema. They have a studio here right next to the hotel that is it used to be an old GM test facility. And it's like a ghost town here, man. They're like, really? um, all these, like, huge uh, corporate buildings are just abandoned now. And there's, yeah. like, grass growing up out of the concrete. You know, it's it's really sad.
3: That's uh, Detroit. Oh, wow. Does it look Except like I Am Legend? for the
5: fact that, uh, you know, we're shooting movies up here now. So that's kind gonna, that's of gonna neat. All
3: right. Have um, you beaten off in a public bathroom there yet?
5: <laughs> no, I haven't. You know what? Wait, but have I? No, I haven't. I should it. ask,
3: how many different rooms... Overall, since you've gotten to Detroit, have you masturbated in? And that includes the airplane if you're still doing it over Detroit airspace.
5: <laughs> I have not done it in the airplane. Um, Definitely your hotel I've done room. Done that one in a while. The last time I had, did you know that Gent and I had sex in the in the family bathroom at the airport? That's
3: in amazing. That's just amazing. It's I, just amazing.
2: Yeah, like you you didn't worry about all the baby diapers that have been changed on that table. Well, like, did did her, you, do it, that, ass, did you do it on that? Did you do it? They, on
5: that, uh, changing table. And on that, I mean, that koala like, thing? Uh, I would
2: have put someone's the bear ass on the-, on the koala? It's, a, it's Wait, a koala bear thing that you is a sink?
5: On. Well, there's a sink and there's a lot of space. There's a, there's a sink, there's a huge mirror, there's a little, yeah, John the koala bear baby changing station. Uh, but we didn't even mess with that. She just like We just pulled her pants down and she bent over and put her hands on the sink and then nice. we just went for it that way.
2: Nice. Wow. Look how edgy yeah. Reap's getting. He's been in Detroit for three weeks. He's already <laughs> keeping it real. He's already spinning. Like, all right, look, I'm going to show you how well you have this in you, even though uh, you've never done it before. You're going to promote something, whatever it is. Let's say uh, in the next – when we come back from this song, we're going to talk about – why do you have to be just a mentally just a train wreck to be a comic? We're gonna talk about that when we come back from this song So you okay. want to tell them that okay. and then also tell them some random weather or time without okay. hearing the song You have to feel when the songs about to start okay. uh, and I have no idea. I'm just gonna pick um, I'm gonna go slower. Let's try this one
3: All right, everybody, so uh, I got my story. Oh, I'm already fucking it up, right? They is haven't it, started singing yet, so you still have that, that, Ooh, doesn't count? No. All right, everybody, don't forget, when we come back, we'll be talking about whether or not comics are uh, crazy. Uh, I got my Storyteller Show coming up August 21st. Fuck. See? I of didn't course. know that one. Well, see, you got to feel it. It is it. hard. All right, Rick, Wait, do John, you want to
5: try it? Okay, yeah. do you
2: want um, let, to, let's see. Do you want slower or faster?
5: Um, I don't care.
2: Just pick Okay, something. here we go. Here, we're a classic rock station. Uh, Reap uh, with Classic Rock Station. And me and you are doing a bar uh, appearance at uh, Shady's from 8 to 10 uh, (laughs) on Friday. And if people come on down, they'll get free uh, John Reap and uh, whatever name of our show is, Stickers. Okay? Okay, okay. Here we go. Ready?
5: Yeah. All right. It's going to be a great week, folks. Uh, The great show we have on the phone calling in. We have a uh, shrink who's going to tell us if Comics are really crazy while they're offing themselves all the time. And uh, don't forget, we're going to be at Shadies from 8 to 10. going to give out lots of free merchandise, bumper stickers, and high fives. Come on down.
2: Oh! <laughs> yeah, wow! Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> Except uh, the, the only thing my boss would say is you have to end it always on a Teferin and Reap. Dude, I totally,
5: okay, so, I, could, I could barely hear the music. Did I get it right, almost? You, 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 you
3: nailed did. it so, it was you, like, yeah, come yeah. on, Ricky. A- yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Perfect. Let me just try one more, because I love it. Ready? A <laughs> lot of parents out there. Yeah. Oh, dude, shit. Yeah, the yeahs and stuff. That's dope. You cussed, it. Oh, uh, a- you just cussed. Oh, yeah, but I'm on a different screen, so that's a dollar to Rune of Warriors. Ready? Uh, okay, I'll do the, I'll do Every the time screen, you ready? curse. There you go. There we go. Um, Ready? Hey, everybody, it's the Hefford and Reap Show. Make sure you check us out on Twitter, Hefford and Reap. I'm out of the zone now. Yeah, all right, right. we have a a thing. Uh, Every time we cuss, every time we say uh, fuck or shit, um, we donate a dollar to the Wounded Warriors. Uh Wait. And, and we have a website called the dot com. So uh just, Here's here's why I like that. Just on
3: our podcast. Here's so. why I like that. Just because it'll help you watch yourself. You don't want to curse a lot. Yep. Yeah. Also it's a good cause. Yeah. Here's why it's weird. Wounded warriors curse like crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but here's kinda why we did it. So now we have permission just to curse all the time. Oh. And we're doing it for good. You know, sometimes people hear people swearing and then they go. Oh really? You just you need to dumb it down. Do you got to swear like that? So now uh, we've taken that away from people. So every time they hear a swear, they're like, "That was good." I'm really proud oh, of them.
3: Nice. Retrain people. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what that's what
2: we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Do you?
1: Oh. Heffron and Reed. <laughs> Subject change. <laughs>
2: How long has this been going on like this? We've uh, Since the get-go. I, actually, really? I've, I've done it less now because you should see before I would have intros and then I'd play clips of me and Reap doing stand-up and, and all this stuff. And it was really – but it was too
3: many buttons for me to hit and then I would uh, Reap, get my – Reap, do you have an iPad too?
5: Do I have an iPad? Yeah, no, I got an iPad. Do you, I
3: mean do you do have all these things? Like you're just yeah,
5: but I, I'm I'm not there to do it. So whoever's there, I, I get it's the same chord, Johnny, just plug in, and uh, you got that whole track, that whole uh, system right there on your iPad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. Wow.
2: And then I have Reap music. Like sometimes, if, if Reap's talking, like if we play a game, I do this to him. This, oh. is, this is my official John <laughs> Reap soundtrack. I like that. And anytime he's telling a story, slide
3: guitar. Yeah.
5: Well, hell, we was just going down to Charlotte, you know. And oh, okay, let's <laughs> I, was just, I was getting into it.
2: All right, so I think we have a guest on the phone, which I'm not sure. He said he was on here, but I have no idea how to conference him uh, uh, in. It's uh, my friend, Dr. Joe. It's my friend, but I don't know how to say goose. G U S C. Do you know if he's on the phone? Do you have any idea?
3: if? if uh... oh, oh, yeah. need to hang up? No, don't know. You, you don't How need. do we do phones here? Oh, we don't know how to do
2: phones. We don't know. We're the first show no. to do phones here. <laughs> um... Call me. So, Ari, So, yeah. what's going on with you? Let's just let's talk about you, our guest. I'm
3: doing really good. I'm you doing have really about good.
2: 500 podcasts all over. Yeah, I got w- a few. Well, uh, what are your podcasts th- that you got going on?
3: Uh, right after this, on this Toad Hop Network, today will be um, Punch uh, Drunk. Punch Drunk. Thank right. you. Thank you. Uh, your you're sports one. Yeah, I did get high in the car before we started, That's so perfect. it's hard to snap onto certain things. And then I have Ari Shaffir's Skeptic Tank, which is available on my website. And or now that re3. one you do, iTunes.
2: and you, that one you just do, uh, that's one that you have questions, you ask. Yeah, I usually cover a
3: topic and then, you know, fuck around. Usually most people are comics, on interview, so we make jokes and stuff. The guy we're going to have on. Like when I had you guys and we talked about Beerus Phillips having swamp pussy. Oh, that's right. That was about Last Comic Standing. Pussy's probably worth about $3. <laughs> swamp pussy. <laughs> yeah. And
2: then Thank that's why, uh, also when we found out that John Reap's uh, old roommate... Eric Stoltz. Oh yeah. yeah, was it? Eric Eric? Stokes. It's, what did he do? Did. What did he do to you? I, I forgot the story, John.
5: Oh no, we were just roommates. I mean, he was really bitching about like um, you know because he was going out for Back to the Future, and uh, he had worked on it for like a month straight, and then um, you know they just didn't like him. He wasn't like he didn't screen test very well, right? Um, and, and he they're... wasn't like it was he was playing it more serious, uh, and his serious was too serious. Where Michael J. Fox's series, was a little bit lighthearted and a little bit funnier, and they just ended up going with him, and he was just devastated.
2: So I got to ask you, when when your roommate, Eric Stokes, came came back, uh, uh, when... uh, We have a winner! Yeah, yeah. When he came back from the audition, uh, was he mad? What did he do? How did he handle that? Like, if you didn't get... Uh, back to future i'd probably like you know just booze well, it up know, it the whole weekend. it came out
5: when no one knew how how well it was going to do at the time, and he was um, uh, he was kind of downplaying it, although I could tell he was really it was really upsetting him uh, because it sounded dumb. the concept just sounded it, it's a delorean goes back to the future it <laughs> runs on you know garbage disposal stuff you know it really it really sounded he didn't dumb. see it going anywhere yeah and, and so no one knew how well it was going to do, but I could tell it really affected him because uh, I mean he was hitting the the booze pretty hard there, like every oh, night wow. drinking till like That's four crazy. or five yeah, o'clock I in bet. the morning, you know, and just shouting at the TV. Yeah,
2: uh, was any kind of violent? Didn't you say that once that he'd kind of get boozed up and just really kind of?
5: Well, yeah, <laughs> he threw the remote control at me one time because. No really. Yeah. I, and he got mad because I didn't refill the ice trays in the in the freezer. You know, like, he would get mad if I would just take one cube out and put it back in and then not take all the cubes out and put it wow. in the bin and refill it. Like, he bitched me out one day about that. And then uh, another time he had the remote control in his hand, and he had it pointing towards him, and he was trying to change the channel, and it wasn't working. So I just politely walked over and just took it out of his hand and turned it around. The correct way and then he just thought i was being condescending and like threw the fucking thing at me almost hit my head but i mean he he would get that way sometimes yeah
2: oh uh yeah. sorry john you so you were telling the, a yeah you're telling the story and then um somebody walked in the finger no oh the, the person behind me yeah and we we, we totally kind of got lost in in who's
3: who's walking behind us what was the thing for then? uh re-cursed cursed, Reap cursed. Oh, jesus i don't even hear them <laughs>
5: I'm watching you guys, by the way, on toadhopnetwork.com/live. I can see you guys.
3: Oh, nice! Oh, you can't. So, How does it so, look so, on your so, computer? So. You're watching. Yeah. How does it look?
5: It's different. I mean, Ari, I like your what's your black triple crown. What is that? What's your shirt say, Ari?
3: Triple Crown Tattoo Parlor.
5: What's Austin, tattoo Austin parlor. Texas. You sh- didn't you have a beard before? Did you? Sh- I guess oh yeah, you- I
3: shaved like a month ago before I went to Montreal and all that stuff.
5: Okay. Oh, uh, so, you should John, have been there this year,
3: John. You John? should have been there this year. It was fun. Yeah, what happened? What I miss? Mushrooms, first of all. (laughs) Did you do mushrooms? (laughs) Yeah, mushrooms, booze. I did it one time. Yeah, you were supposed to be there this year, right? Except for this movie.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: I'm gonna try to answer this. (sighs) I saw your name on there. Hey, John. Hey,
2: Joe. Hold on one second. Reap, are you still there? Hello. Yeah, you hold on for a second. And let me try to see, why are they making me run the phone? I knew I would do both of this not right. <laughs> see, you can't, there's too much ADD. <laughs> Who's take do, wait, Adderall, I,
3: like how many times a day? I've never it? taken it. Should what? I take
2: it? Absolutely. Who's on the phone now? Is John Reap on the phone? John Reap. No, okay, so you're not John Reap talking. Yo, Joe. I lost John Reap, and you know what's great is, is people seeing me flounder right now. Yeah. And I would like to, to uh, uh, applaud the amount of people that are coming to try to help me
3: figure out zero. Is it zero? It's zero.
2: It, 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 it would. <laughs> Rowdy be Roddy Roddy Piper's
3: in the hallway. What are they going to fucking care about you? <laughs> <and> You're stupid. <laughs> stupid ass.
2: I know. Well, that's what I was uh, telling Reap. Reap, if you, you probably can still hear us. Um, Roddy Roddy Pepper just came behind us, and that's why when John was telling us a story, nobody was listening. He's
3: a showman. He steals focus. That's right. what he knows how to do for a living.
2: That's true. That's true. You know what I like about this uh, podcast so far this yeah. week? It's just going nowhere.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know where you guys
2: normally go. Well, just why don't you take us somewhere Why I figure out the same, Because, okay, so here we go. On uh, the Did phone, we it? have my buddy Joe, okay. yeah. right? No, now we, now, we, now, we, now we don't even have, have Joe. I love how mad this is making you.
3: Yeah, why does it make me so... Just so worked up. You're like, I'm trying to do things in a certain way, and when they're
2: not done, just... Well, like, it, it's, I want to put out a quality product.
3: Dude, okay, forget the Adderall. Have you, you really have to smoke some pot once in a while.
2: I've never had it. What is uh? What you is too Adderall had had
3: it. I've had no pot, way.
2: yes, yeah, but oh. I've never had Adderall.
3: Adderall speeds you up unless you're super sped up already, and then it'll slow you down really It'll calm you and focus you really uh-huh well let's try this there's
2: a
1: guest on the phone oh
2: nice hello guest on the phone
1: yeah this is
4: joe again
2: joe uh this is john Heffern with my good friend uh ari shafir here john reeb i don't know how to get to you and nobody's trying to help me find you and i see you calling right now but I, i'm not going to take the call John Reap, because I, I don't know how it how it uh, goes down, but maybe our uh, Doctor Joe right here
3: uh, are they going to be able to uh, can yeah. help
2: us? Yeah. All right, because he's written a bunch of books on why comics self destruct, and he was uh, featured in the television show The Tragic Side of Comedy. So he's written a bunch of books on Belushi. Oh, that was a real and, segue and, earlier. And in Farley, right, Joe? Yep, that's it perfect uh and so he's done a lot of research on just humor how it can help uh people who are suffering from depression Mm -hmm. or crazy like me but he's also done a lot of research on uh just why comics self-destruct and why we kind of like to hang out in that excess
3: yeah how can the drugs what's with the drugs doctor well i mean I,
4: i think it's something to do with having to be on all the time you know what i mean it's like uh Harold Ramis called it the imposter syndrome. You know, it's like like you think at any moment, like the world's going to kind of catch on and understand that you're a fraud. Oh, or, yeah. I
3: have, I've had this thing. This is why Canadians get nervous. Keep, keep this is why club, uh, comics get nervous in front of club owners uh, or anybody that we're showcasing in front of. We get nervous only because we feel like we're not trained in any way to do this. <laughs> and this person, some old <laughs> club owner, they're going to know. They're going to know I'm making it all up and I don't know what I'm doing.
2: That's weird. I do that every week, like, when, when you get <laughs> paid. Crowd. Yeah, when you get paid and Sucker. you and you fill out the, the 1099 yeah. as I'm walking back to the hotel on that Sunday show when everything's done, I literally, one of the first thoughts in my head is, well, fooled everybody for another week.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's got to also be because we're up late at night and there's not much to do besides drugs and also because we can do our jobs while we're on drugs, let alone... Well, it's in our system still from before, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't exactly be an air traffic control and, and that statement's going to shit. So right. it's, it's kind of a unique niche uh, as a comic.
3: Yeah. yeah, it is.
2: So, why are, are do you think that comics who, let's say, if we're sticking with that, like to get boozed up or, uh, you know, super high or whatever – do you think creatively that helps, or do you think eventually that becomes a crutch where they go, "Oh, if I was oh, not yeah, sometimes as it a messed up, then I couldn't produce the way sometimes that sometimes it
3: definitely to. becomes a crutch where people say I have to do this." Um, I know. Well, a lot what of are you more creative?
2: You, you know, you like smoking the herbage. The I like gaunch. smoking pot
3: before I go on stage, but if I have some showcases to do, I have to be really like on point and say the specific bits. Then it'll be worse if I'm on pot. Right. So I'm not saying I won't do it. I'm just saying it'll be worse. So let me ask you this though, yeah, yeah, because here,
2: here's what I like about you, Ari, is this uh, girl so hot? What are we doing? We're taking a break in in, in three minutes. Yeah, P- perfect. Because because like- if if we're being too loud for the people in the hallway, let me know because w- me and Ari can start whispering.
3: No, we're not. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> what? No, what, no what? What were you, what were you saying?
3: <laughs> I don't remember.
2: Can we just take the break now? Is <laughs> there any way we can just take the break now?
3: Joe, have you ever <laughs> seen somebody that you knew was like, oh, you're going to die soon, and then they, they die? <laughs> the wheels are coming off.
2: <laughs> have, have you seen that? Have, have you seen like uh, uh somebody when you were like, okay, you needed to get it together? Because cause you, you wrote uh, a book on Belushi, right? Yeah, yeah, Belushi and Farley, yep.
3: Did you know he was going to die, either one of them? Were you, like, seeing it coming?
4: It's funny because I did, I was, at the time, I kind of ran in the same circles as Farley, and he had that look about him. You know, I know, I've dealt with lots of people that had panic attacks, and you think you're going to die, and I've had them myself, and it's, it's terrifying. But but Chris actually was sweating at such a inhuman level. He, he just looked like his body just, he, he wasn't meant to be in there very much longer.
3: Yeah, that's just tons of coke, right? And fatness. <laughs> that, that's just together, that's a good cocktail for heart attacks.
4: Yeah, yeah, he knew he was flirting with it. I mean, he called it, you know. He he actually had a little bit of an obsession with the number 33 because that's when Belushi died. So he was kind of fixated on, on that number. It was almost like the, the 27 thing with musicians, but that was very much in Farley's bed.
3: Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> they lived at the same age?
4: Yeah, yeah, 33. They had a lot of similarities. You know? They were both kind of the Second City sack. Uh, Second City always kind of had the token big guy that the audience can kind of laugh at and laugh with and yeah. physical comedy and there was a lot of a lot of really some of those creepy similarities.
3: Fat guy, hot chick, black dude. What else do <laughs> they always have? In any group? Yeah.
4: <laughs> you kind of got the token whore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got, the, got some kind of authority in there. She doesn't yeah, write exactly.
3: so much, but man, we really want to do every sketch with her. She just seems to shine. Yeah, it does seem like it's a little bit of a system. Yeah. But, but everything's that way, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. All
2: right, we're going to uh, play this, and then we're going to do a thing. Because like I always say, when, once you get a, a podcast going and you spend 13 minutes really hitting some tough issues, it's always important to stop down and take a break.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, we're exhausted. <laughs> uh, we've been talking for about 12 minutes. That's and my paperwork. And who can, uh, really, who can keep this up? So uh, we'll be right back.
1: And Reap will be right back.
4: I'm just addicted to it. Oh, yeah. It's all around cool. They're awesome. Number one.
0: (laughs) You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fruit toast, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to SodaStream. Saturday night, August 25th. It's the hottest party to hit the West Valley since, well, ever. Heidi and Frank, after hours live at the Canyon Club. You're doing shows out in the garage? This is classy. <laughs> See Heidi, Frank, Smeeze, and their cast of characters doing their live stage show. You know There's nothing like watching water and run down this body. <laughs> Plus, the Tasty Thieves will rock the house. Heidi and Frank, After Hours, live at the Canyon Club, Saturday night, August 25th. Doors open at 6, show starts at 7. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster or Canyon Club. If you want to make a move, then you better come in. It's just ability,
1: that reason, that we're so there. Living and dying and the stories that are true. Secret to a collage. Follow it with your...
0: the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.
2: Hello, everybody. Man, see, here's another one, uh, Ari, right here. We can also bring it down a little bit, like sometimes if we want a... uh,
3: Guys, let's uh, talk about what happened in Rwanda today, if we could. And if we, if we
2: wanted, uh, we'll play it like this.
4: I always feel safe. I always feel like my kids can listen. Most definitely. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. Oh,
2: maybe it's that's not about Rwanda. Family. This, this is the Heffron
1: and Reap show. <laughs> Heffron and Reap. Safe, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay! This is
0: actually true. <laughs> all the uh, radio announcements,
1: actually. Have-
3: Anyway, today so. we're talking about marriages that lasted over fifty years. If you're a fifty year plus marriage, uh call in, we'd love to talk to you.
2: We talk about everybody here. um so uh with all the Skype and rape, I'm done with it because I don't know how it works and uh as you can see my A D D kicks in and it's just too much for me. I I'd rather focus on uh the conversation. And um we're also hearing some random voices right now, yeah, so I'm hanging up on, I've just hung up on everybody, oh. I've just completely taken you guys <sighs> offline, because I can no longer be distracted by you guys, you guys have been holding me down since I started this podcast, if it wasn't for you guys, I'd have 8 billion listeners but you know what, right now, we only have 8 trillion, so Ari, anyway, so, right, let's talk about writing for a second mm-hmm. um, I, you just told me that you have an office somewhere uh, by where we are here so you physically yeah. leave your house yeah and then you go to uh, like a secondary location, almost like yeah. a college library. Yeah, be and, like and that. I, that I, fascinates me because mm-hmm. I do nothing like at my house. Like I had a workout room, literally two steps down. I had a spare bedroom and I turned it into like a cool workout room and, and stuff like that. And uh, I, uh, you know, I never worked out. Yeah. So I found because that w- it's right
3: there. You have to go off 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 site. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, uh, Reap, why don't you take the rest of the day off? We can't. I'm, I'm done with the phones. The phones are actually getting me mad.
3: They're getting me angry. I'm, I'm get getting angry at
2: the phone, so I'm no longer even doing the phone. So I'm going to dance. It worked okay one, with
3: Reef, didn't it?
2: I'm gonna dance with the one I came with, which is Shafir, who's here with me. It worked with Reef. His his thing worked. How'd you but get then that he part? called from the hotel in D- Detroit because he's calling from. Uh, he's actually calling using the phone in your ho- hotel yeah, room. Yeah, that's crazy. Which, like, eight million dollars, like a minute, dollars a second. So he wants us to call him, but I, but who's what? 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 They're gonna have.
3: Me do that, and I'm not calling him. I'll call. There should be a phone. Right. Anyway, so you leave your house. I leave my house. I can't do it there. I, I knew this when I started. I have to like go to like La Jolla to like work out there for two days, and then like do stuff at the condo. Try to, like, now, see that
2: fascinating. I've never written stable. a joke. I've never.
3: No, th- no this I is either. not I a slam on sh- myself. I get the shit together. I don't
2: write either. You've never written a joke. What? I've never sat down to write a joke. I've never sat at my computer and go, I'm going to write a joke about whatever. Yeah. I only write on stage. So like when I'm on stage talking about something, something new will pop up into my head, just like in a normal conversation. And then I go deeper into that. And then when I get off stage, I'm like, oh, crap. I don't know where that came from.
3: Yeah. That's how I used to do it. And then I record. them, And that's how I usually still do it. Um, But uh, when I have to do these stories once a month or so. Right. uh, And I'm out of like stories that I normally would tell. So it's like I have to think of something, you know, uh, that's happened. Right. Um, Then I have to get my thoughts together, and I have to really sit there and like look at a computer. And then as I like write stuff down, I guess that's how you should write everything, maybe. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then also, if I have to go over, like, if I have some TV set and I'm like, or some show, like, I have to think about, like, I'll write out my bits, just the titles, and say like, which one do I want to choose here? Right. And get the time. Just
2: anything. And do you do you you use it though? So so you go there, you leave your your house. house
3: It's not every day, but yeah, I'll go there, leave my house. I'll just do something over there. Usually when I have to do one of those stories, it's like two or three days before that, I'm in there a lot. Um, if I have to, if I, once I had to like write up my entire set. Right. I can't, I can't just, I'm, I'm never going to do it at home. I'm never going to do that.
2: You know what I use? I'll record and you have the same piece of equipment that I use. I'll, I'll record a show. Uh-huh. There's a disabled vet guy. His service is like 24 hour transcripts or something like that. You upload the MP3 to them, and within three hours, you'll have every single word you said transcribed. And you get it in a a document, and it's 20 pages.
3: How how much is it?
2: Uh, For up to 45 minutes, or could be an hour. I think it's 14 bucks.
3: Wow, that's not very much. I would definitely want to have done that to save myself the work. I had to do that for te- for Canada this year, for just for laughs. Yeah, you, like, d- you just
2: upload the thing, and then sometimes they'll go like you, you know, and then it has your words, and they say audience, and then laughter. So if the audience laughs yeah. big enough for them to have to pause, they can put that in, which is cool because then you'll you'll see on paper like a whole paragraph, and then you'll see laughter. They don't count like the little laughing during it, and then you can look at that and go. Why am I? Why am I speaking for a full paragraph to say that? Then when you read it, yeah. sometimes you go, oh, that's, "Oh, yeah, there's a lot." That's completely or just ego. Like for some yeah. reason, I'm trying to sound smart right here, or you know, those comics yeah. like, "Here's my point of view," and I'm gonna ram it down your throat. I'm not that guy, so I'm like, "Why am I talking this long
3: about well, what Mag- this?" What magical does is he'll take like a thirty second to a minute chunk, and he'll be like, he'll "Write that out," and they'll be like, "Where can I put extra laughs in?" And but the, if you see it written out like that you can't or you do like you said like oh there's too much here i can say this in one word
2: it's amazing how like, i i had a really great set i'm like man just you know some days things flow perfect and you're like never said it that way before never mm-hmm. did that perfect sent it to the guy went to sleep woke up all written down read it completely yeah. it's amazing how unfunny stuff sometimes seems when, yeah, it's, when written. it's written yeah when you're like okay My personality is the only thing carrying this joke. Yeah, you you know what I mean. Like my delivery, or just how I I I am
3: finessing a joke. It's like I can, if it's not funny, (laughs) I can still finesse it and get laughs.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's tricks to finesse stuff, but you're like on paper. If you were just to read it, if I was to tweet this joke that gets applause at a club, people, you wouldn't even get a retweet. Yeah. So you should use that guy. Then you never have to do that ever again.
3: That's good. Well, I don't mind writing out the 30 seconds of it if I can just look at it myself and like really keep thinking about it. But yeah, I should use that guy.
2: I did it for when I was at Montreal. I just cut and pasted everything. I just went and, oh, you want want my set? And I just grabbed stuff and I cut and pasted, threw it all together, sent it off. Sent it to that guy? Whole process took maybe two minutes tops. Wow. What did you do with the extra time?
3: Did you masturbate?
2: I did uh, – well, yeah. I, I painted churches. Okay, I, nice. uh, I, uh, you know, I got some kids like I like to do. Well, what, do you, what do you call them when you, uh to give Jer- them to you? Jerry's
3: kids? Adopt. Not Jerry's. You adopt, adopt kids? Adopt kids. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I adopted
3: some kids. Are you going to do that? You know what I started thinking about recently? What? That if you don't adopt a kid, if you get a kid and don't adopt them, it's sort of an asshole move. Like, what do you want, your genes to be carried on? Is that what it is? Are you saying people should adopt? Yeah, there's like kids, there's, have them. Like, if they already have pound puppies, why would you fucking <laughs> ask a breeder to breed a dog for you? Like, they already have... I
2: guess I thought about that, because I'm, uh, you know, I'm in my 40s, and I don't have kids yet, and mathematically...
3: But when everyone's like, no, I want, I want to know that I would teach this kid, I'm like, what does that have to do with your genes? And people are like, well, I, so what could happen? It's like, do you think your, your genes are that great?
2: yeah' because you're, you're like, what are you talking about your you're, genes your genes are done one generation I
3: royalty I could see it
2: yeah like I just did my family ancestry with uh, ancestry dot com all the way back to like the, the 1500s hundred
3: I've overcome my genes you you go one
2: generation back nobody cares nobody yeah do do you think about your now this is you know do you think about your great grandpa only when I masturbate <laughs> that's like that's like five dollars we'll give right there <laughs> masturbating to dead grandpa. uh yeah but like so you yeah so you're right so your genes is your next to next your kid but then after that you're just some random old guy in some picture some kid a generation later might or might not see yeah now would you like adopt i was i was gonna talk to my wife about that
3: exactly they won't remember you what happens i
2: wonder how much trouble if not maybe it works out fine if you adopt like a six or seven year old because if you're six or seven oh, see, and, you, already, and you've been put through the ringer a little bit, yeah. th- those kids have had at six or seven a way harder life than I've ever had
3: with right. my 40 well, years combined. Nature, then you have nature working against you and also nurture working against you. Yeah. So <laughs> like, like if he the, already knows how to break into cars at, at seven, six or seven, I mean, is do, an, do, an do, issue.
2: Do, does that work out for people? Uh, maybe. It kind of seems like it's the right thing to do, though. If you can kid, financially yeah, if you can do financially normal. do it or go listen, uh-huh. you know you might have some subconsciousy stuff that we should deal with, but it may or may not be able to give you a better life. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Or maybe we're just hungry because we're we're this is this like a girl conversation? We're we're talking about children. Yeah, I don't want them at all. Nothing. You you have no like. There's no not there's not even an, an ounce They're in your head to
3: play with. I have more of a desire to get a dog. Really? Yeah, I t- but I won't get a dog because it's just not the right time. <laughs> right. I don't have a yard out. to play in. I'm gone a lot. I live like a fucking slob
2: Now, do you think uh, what happens? Because this is what I do. Because I don't, have, I don't have kids.
3: I would but definitely leave dog shit in the apartment for like weeks. I know I would do that at some point. I'm like, There's a company you
2: can hire that picks that up. I pay for them. The dog, you. it's called a pet butler. They come in the sh- in the pick up shit every other day. Really? I'm gone. I'm gone forty some weeks a year. It, no one in my house would take care of it. If I would come home and have wow. a month's worth of dog shit laying around if I didn't uh, yeah. subcontract that up. Wow. Do you ever think about what would happen if, uh, like, let's say, you know, now you're an older guy. Let's yeah. jump. Uh, oh, we have a time machine uh, uh, thing. Hold on. Listen. Okay. Let's let's go 30 years in the future. All right. Okay, so now. Oh God. What happened? It's weird, right? So yeah. now, how old are you now? Let's say we're 60-something now. Yeah. Uh, we don't have kids. Yeah. And now we're hanging out. In the Sunnyville. same time rest. of year,
3: exactly 30 years from now. Yeah. I'm 68 years old. You're okay. however old you are. Yeah,
2: we're same age. Um, and we have nobody coming to visit us. Hey, John, tomorrow, you want to go jet skiing? Oh, that's right, because we probably live maybe in some cool comics who never had We're kids. near the ocean.
3: Like, we're probably still doing fun stuff. Hey, let's go see Batman tomorrow during a day. I see what you're saying. We'll still but would we be we're lying fun. in bed,
2: though? would we like, sometimes I think about that. I'm going to be some alone guy in a hospice by myself. Nobody coming to visit me.
3: Like my grandmother or my other grandmother or everybody's grandparents. You mean like them? Well, that, I mean, you want family. I mean, I know. They when, don't come. Nobody comes to visit fucking senile grandpa or grandma. <laughs> it's an annoyance that we don't want to face and we hope they die. Well, I know. That's it, what happens. So it's not going to change that. I know. That. I know when. Loving family all around you at all times. They, they have jobs. They have to get the
2: jobs. No, That's movie, movie shit. It does. It does happen. It it will. But there was. I know when my mom was in the hospice, I was there when I watched my mom die. Yeah. There's a guy in the room next to her. Yeah. I don't know how old this guy was. Like way older. He was probably 70. He would wake up every morning, sing Frank, uh, Frank Sinatra, some, some song I wasn't aware of, but he would sing it at the top of his lungs. Yeah. I was visiting my mom for about two weeks uh, during that whole lovely process. Nobody came and saw this guy one time. Yeah, So a couple times I popped in hospice there. Hospice is
3: when you know you're going to die. Yeah, it's not. A, someone just sees you out. It, it sucks.
2: Well, it sucks, but it's also it's a hospices are for. This is a really fun podcast. It's a hospice <laughs> uh, are actually for. They actually help the people. The, the people there helped me almost as much as they helped my mom. Because there were some days you just like, seriously, I'm watching my mom die when this, oh, yeah. no one, I have never, no one taught me how to deal with this. It's the one thing in life that nobody ever sits you down and go, Let, let's give you some skills to deal with this before it actually happens.
3: Was she, how, um, how uh, unseen now was she? Was she like there mentally? Oh, yes.
2: My mom was like 58. Could she talk to you? Uh, not the last, uh, not the last
3: days. What did she have?
2: Cancel. She probably, Yeah, she had cancer, and then what happened is I flew back to Michigan, and then my grandma said, your mom's being weird, like, so my mom turned a corner mentally, where she started cutting cords with scissors, like it was a weird, oh. she, so she went from fine to saying, hey, happy birthday, to then something just in her brain kind of clicked, and then the hospice people said, we have room, you have to take your mom now, like, you know, and because hospice places to get it's really quick vacancy so they're like you got to go now and one little lesson i I learned from that is my mom the you know her life liked buying nice things and she was you know a credit card chick and she really liked looking like she had some cash even though a lot of times she played it so as the hospice people said you have to leave right now we literally will let you in there but it's like a half hour window there's a lineup of 30 people that need this spot you know, at the hospice. Okay. So you okay. have to leave now. So my mom goes, Where are we going? And I'm like, Well, we're going to go to some place, you know, that we can take care of you a little better. And she goes out to the car. The nurse goes to me, Get uh, your mom's things. Now, I'm, I'm taking my mom to die. Yeah. What? what I'm, I'm like looking. I've never pictures? felt so. What do you do, pictures? I've never felt so like you're standing there going, does she need a purse? She doesn't need a purse. No. But women has always had her purse, Maybe so like
3: having it by. So her. I grabbed
2: the purse and then yeah. I looked at everything else, and I ended up. My mom was really into. Uh, she was drinking a lot of root beer at the time. It was like a, like so. I grabbed a pair of sweatpants, uh, like junky sweatpants, and threw it in a plastic bag. And I grabbed a twelve pack of root beer. And I'm walking to the car, and I close the door. And as I was walking, I had one of those breathtaking moments where. Knowing my mom and how she lived her life when she was constantly working credit cards, and it was always it was, it was just always money issues with her. Yeah. and I and I looked at my two hands and I realized all of that hustle came down to a pair of sweatpants huh. and a twelve pack of root beer. Like ev- every Whoa. every stressful, oh this this bill isn't on time. I need this. I want that. I need th-. it. Came down to. Yeah. Sweatpants and root beer. And then at that moment is actually when I had uh, like one of those life-changing things when I realized that if I spend money, I'm always going to spend money on experiences and not things. Right, because you won't have Because money. things I'm going to leave behind and yeah. to, whoever's got to deal with that. Experiences, you know, we go jet skiing.
3: Hey, I, I can, It's when you realize it's all meaningless. Like why not have I fun. can
2: take that with me no matter what hospice that I'm at. So while we're going to the hospice – the uh, My mom was like really freaking out. So I gave her a pill. Uh, the, the nurse said, just give her this, whatever it was, maybe morphine or something like that. And I gave it to her. And the last thing my mom said to me, yeah. she goes, why did Johnny give me the death pill? Like, so now I have the guilt of oh. my mom saying, Jesus. why did I just poison her? Like she, even though, listen, I know she didn't think I gave her the death pill. But still, but then that she was...
3: wasn't able to talk for two days after that?
2: No, then she went, she got there, and then... Uh, no, like she that. said that she came out and she said this place is really nice, and then she would mm-hmm. lie there, she couldn't open her eyes, and she would, like, moan, and, you know, and just in a lot of pain and w- wherever she was, but the nurse said to me, hearing is the last thing to go. So no matter what, don't stop talking. Even though she can't respond, don't stop talking, so we bring up... Uh, you know, fun stories and stuff. And then I had, uh, one of my CDs.
3: It was like a last meal sort of, right? Like you just want like nice things around you.
2: Yeah. So I put in one of my CD and she would moan and do a thing. But when my comedy thing was on the back, like I let it play at night, she would stop doing it. And then I'd see her crying. So either she thought my comedy sucks so bad (laughs) that that's the last thing that she wanted to hear (laughs) or she wanted, and it was weird that we had, you know, maybe 10, 15 people in the room, um, you know, and she was just holding on, and then I was like, at one point, you know, it, this sounds really brutal, but at one point you're like, why? Now I'm only asking her to hold on for strictly selfish reasons.
3: Not only because you're set or supposed to. It's like this Yeah,
2: but now I'm himself. just like this. Yeah, this thing. And then she thought that everybody was gone, yeah. and which somebody was like, I think my wife was sleeping on the floor or something, and so she thought it was only me and her in the room, and uh, that's when she passed. So there you go. So I guess, in this funny podcast, here's what you always learn, if that ever happens, is remember that people will always, uh, they can hear you no matter what. Yeah. So to always, uh, you know, tell good stories. It's going to suck for you as a person still alive, but deal with that afterwards. Did you hope she would? It's not about you. And then uh, spend money on experiences, not things. That was the biggest thing, because I was, you know, I I was... I'm still not good with money, but I st- – man, that cut down
3: my, my- – So you take trips?
2: Yeah, yeah. Now I do stuff and then I go to seminars and do stuff where people are like, right. why would you I, – like I enjoy doing things more than physically having a drawer full of electronics yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and yeah. stuff
3: like that. It just becomes cluttered at some point. So, uh, what were you going to ask? You said yeah. did I – Did you ever hope like that she would like go faster so you didn't have to be there? What do you mean? Like to get hosp- off someplace in hospice else? Hospice. In the hospice where you like get out of here so I can go. I can get back with my life.
2: No, no, because it was a weird mixture of you. You go, okay, there's obviously no return. Yeah. So now it's just, so then you're being selfish. But it, it, it's you were so confused. Like you were so, yeah, yeah It was. It's. You, you didn't know how to feel. And it, like I never left. Like I was afraid to even go to the vetting machine. I was afraid because I'm like, what if in the one time, uh, I, I think I went to go to like McDonald's. I think it was like three days. And I think one of the nurses goes, you know, you have to take care of yourself too. You know, you haven't left the room. I'm like, I'm not going to, wow. I'm not going to wow. be not be here, you
3: yeah. know, w- when it goes down. Yeah. It's weird how it's like, you, you. oh, they're dying. So now let me, it's not you. But like in general, people go like, well, I should be with my parents. They're dying. But it's like, what about when they're living? Like, well, you know, they're going to die at some point. Yeah. Well, you, you, f- well, you, you, f- f- my parents every, I know it year.
2: sounds cheesy, but every time, you know, if you're in your early twenties or thirties, when your parents call, and are annoying or, you know, can you go to the beach house with some friends yeah. or maybe your parents go come home for Thanksgiving. Oh, now up. after the, yeah, now after the fact, it's like, man, you, especially when you reach a certain age where it's you a, go, yeah. that that time isn't always going to be there. And it it's weird, like, even after this time, after, you know, four or five years, things will happen where I'll pick up my phone and go, oh, I'm going to call my mom. Why would my mom not want to know that oh, I, yeah, I you did you a show with you, the Muppets? Yeah. And you, for, you have those moments that never go away. And you're like, seriously? And the only time I, I like – it sucked the day of, and obviously, in, in breakdown. And then somebody told me once to go, the time that it's really going to hit you randomly will be when you're at a grocery store. Like you're going to be at a grocery store and really? then you're just going to have a breakdown halfway the grocery. I'm like, that's, <sighs> why would it be a grocery store? And sure as shit I'm walking, I'm in an aisle in a grocery store because you have so much conditioning and anchoring of going shopping with, with your, your mom yeah. for food. Like I, wonder that. If,
3: I wonder if like Ralph's managers see that shit all the time. Or or if you just to, see somebody, like, to, you uh, walk
2: by, like, uh, I, I think the cereal aisle. Just breaking down,
3: like, all right, let's 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 go. Oh, maybe the cereal aisle, yeah. Probably
2: if you broke down after a parent's passing, probably the cereal aisle would be the
3: most... I'd be the kosher food section. Because <laughs> I right. only go there now by accident when I'm looking for, like, hot sauce or something. Because yeah, they <laughs> always put Chinese, Mexican, and Jewish foods. Just like, all right, you, ugh, yeah. go over there.
2: Yeah, so I guess that brings that to thing. So then we have to, I guess, make a pact that
3: uh, if you don't have kids, I just want to be some... It's like, but you're worried. You're gonna live. Your, you're gonna have kids for 18 years of just being legally obligated to them <laughs> for the 22 days that you're one day possibly gonna be in a hospice if you don't just have a heart attack and die. That's what you're gonna change your life right. completely for, for the two for weeks as one, I'm
2: laying there. as yeah, as, yeah and I can't even speak. Maybe if too. you
3: do it well, then someone will go see you during that time. Your buddies are gonna see you. I, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Or who cares? Or why, yeah, well, you, you see me with the podcast.
2: You don't, you don't think I'm going to care, like, at, at the funeral? I'm going to be like, what music are you playing when people walk in? Why, why are you playing this song? Yeah. Let's have a little upbeat. Yeah. How's it going to end?
3: Make sure yeah, you, try, too big? <laughs> you
2: try, to, try to sell my merchandise yeah. afterwards, if, if you could. Try I to think sell we should some,
3: all have some memories of, of uh, Isabel Heffron and... <laughs> um, Tour dates are all uh, on my website, and you can see me. Did you? you, What are the people who work at uh, what those places like? The people like own them. Like who goes in and says, "I want to, I want to open a business where people are dying are gonna come, and I'm gonna care for those people."
2: One, it's a boy. It's a great business that whatever. But uh, the place where I was at in in Michigan, the the people are unbelievable. Like just really like yeah it was really cool like it it made me unbelievably great yeah yeah yeah. it made me actually want to um you know this particular one is only one site but i know like gilda's club or gilda's house gilda Radner uh has the uh you know hospices all around and i'm really
3: into snuff films, so it's kind of the same (laughs) thing
2: (laughs) hey do you want to plug something listen to this let's say you got some um, shows you want
3: to plug Ari, watch this watch this
1: and shameless plugs.
3: Oh, nice. Uh, my next storyteller show is August twenty first uh, at the Improv in Los Angeles, and I'll be in uh, Las Vegas this weekend. This weekend, 16th, and seventeen, and, and what are the, the hundred podcasts down. that I, I think? Are uh, Ari for Skeptic Tank, Punch Drunk, like it. new one with the hooker coming soon? And that one was popular. You had that one recently. Yeah, we're gonna have. Yeah, we're gonna have some. Um, <laughs> She's advice. like a Just spin-off. Her, her and I. Yeah, we're gonna spin it off to its own thing. Give dating advice. <laughs> From a hooker and comedian. Nice it's and then uh now they think about it.
2: Well it's you know, it's probably yeah. good.
3: And uh I don't know. Writing and performing. I'm gonna do my heffron and Reif. Shameless plugs.
2: Uh just go to Johnhefferin dot com. I'm everywhere for now until January. It's almost too much to even plug. Uh, this week I will be in Louisville. Next week I have been in San Francisco, and then there's some Nashville thrown in there, and then there's a Michigan thrown in there, and then there's a, some other place. But I'm gone
3: every week. That's a good uh, way to do it uh, for the rest of the just week. Just say I got Michigan, then St. Louis, and this, and that, and that. Go to johnhaffner. Don't you ever get sick of just plugging
2: yourself constantly, like it's a every it's like the week? One thing I, I don't want to do every week. I have to, or you have to do
3: that hustle, yeah, or and it's like every week, it's. You're somewhere else, say, and people uh, are like, we know, get we're 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 it, going, but you have to... I wish there was a way on like Twitter or things like this to only let like, the Vegas listeners know only let like certain listeners know
2: yeah you need to uh, i on facebook
3: now you can do that you can just do it you can just areas.
2: go yeah and just so people aren't like oh, you, oh, hey kinda... whore quit plugging and yourself when constantly. you're in that
3: city then i will
2: yeah you know, when but i do a podcast
3: i do it to everybody and
2: then you plug everything though and then that you'll leave the next week and then if you let's say you plug vegas for five weeks no, the very it's... monday you get back somebody go hey will you let me know anytime you're in vegas oh yeah and you're done speaking of uh, plugging
1: Heffren and Reap. Follow them on Twitter. Totally for sure. At Heffren and Reap.
2: Who does all
3: these? Who, who's 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 that? I got guy? a guy, man. Really? I can, can you, you want some of these made? I got a guy. Dude. Maybe. Yeah. Oh wait, here, here's oh, another. Yeah, maybe you can get one made where it's like Armenians suck, <laughs> and we'll just, just tell like, me, play if, that if, for saying. Wouldn't that be good? If if you email <laughs> you me, be like, what?
2: Yeah. yeah if you email so me what, what you want to say, I'll, I'll get it done. I know a guy. He's on the corner of Hollywood and Vine, really? and he does ra- it, radio drops. How
3: much does it cost to do those?
2: Um, you just gotta give him a hand job, and he'll make these for you. <laughs> no, these are these are pretty cheap, actually. I'm I, I about think like you get five
3: dollars, five hundred dollars. No, I, I think no you idea.
2: get like five for like twenty-four bucks. Like I had oh, this, one, this one, this ma- one made.
1: You're
0: listening to Heffern and Reem. One of the Johns is out, so per their agreement, when one's gone, the other will talk positive about them and plug dates for them in their absence for fifteen seconds, starting now.
2: Everybody go to at John Reap on Twitter or JohnReap.com or Facebook slash John Reap. Tell them how much you miss them on the show. Oh, I would appreciate it.
1: Okay, now
0: back to the show.
3: <laughs> See? That's so great. I'm making some of those. Don't tell those guys. I'm going to make some of these.
2: I'm going to get some of these made so when I'm on my deathbed in my hospice yeah. and, I, and I can't speak, like my mom did, I'm going to be able to hit drops and speak to the people who are in my room. Oh, nice. Like, John Heffern oh, yeah. really wasn't a fan of, of yours and kind of thought you were kind of a tool through life. So we'd ask you to kindly to leave.
3: Yes, by, by the way, when you're ready to be in hospice, you'll have video capabilities of just playing loved ones, like, messages to you.
2: I'm thinking by Hopefully, by the time we're in hospices 30, 40 years from now, there's some crazy genetic gene doping type of stuff that'll just maybe, you know what I mean, keep yeah. us going for even... I've already decided I'm going to Stivester Stallone when I'm 50. I'm going to inject as much stuff as humanly yeah. possible. I will outrun any disease Tiger. or thing <laughs> that it, it'll be able to catch up to me. And oh, I'm also going oh, to start to smoke. I'm going to smoke. I'm going <laughs> to do everything. Yeah. I'm going to outrun everything, but I'm going to wait until I'm 50 years old. And then like, cool, that's pretty much a life. This is all bonus time. Let's have fun. Let's do it. Ari Shaffir, thank you so much for having me on, you. uh, having me on your show. Yeah, no problem. If you have I'll any complaints again. about the show, make sure you contact Ari Shaffir online. It was all his fault. I appreciate it, buddy. We'll see you guys next time.
0: You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching.